Welcome to the Iron Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. And today, you know, we just really wanted to get our next episode out for the Bad Batch as fast as we could, um, maybe faster than we'd previously, which is why we're here to talk about season two, episode four of the Bad Batch title, Faster. If, if you see what I, I did there. No, no, just... No? No. I, well, I, it seemed okay. <laughs> I'm, well, it, it seemed okay, but... but... It seemed okay, but I'm very happy you didn't try to to throw the word furious in there at some point. Oh boy! Oh boy! Fair. Well, Sorry. I what I'm really feeling now is that we mend. I don't know how to no. <laughs> just no, no. Yeah, don't even try. I, I think we have some uh, news, so let's man, just do it this does way. that new trailer look awesome? It does. Okay, there yeah. I, I mean, you know, last night as we're recording this, uh, so two night two days ago, um. Uh, if you're downloading this on release day, we got the first official trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3. And it is, it's awesome. I, did you, what did you guys think? Any, any, any highlights so far? What, what did you think, Tom or Steven? Mm-hmm. Any highlights? Well, Steven, go first because I, I have another comment. Go ahead. See, this is going to be so. I'm really excited that we're going to kind of do the Mandalore start, Mandalore, uh, both in terms of the planetary leader and the planet. Um, mm. That's just going to be fantastic, and I'm looking forward to it. I will say that the trailer reinforced my frustration with Book of Boba Fett bringing Grogu back so clearly into the forefront, and that his ship still featured very heavily, and I kind of hate his ship. So those things frustrate me a little bit, but I'm excited to see where the season goes. Why do you why do you hate fun, Steven? <laughs> uh, for a lot of reasons, William. Where should I start? No, I, uh, I I I understand the ship part of it. If he's supposed to be a bounty hunter, it makes more sense to have cargo to where a cargo spot to where yes. when you get your bounty, you have a place to put it. Such that part practical impractical ship I for know. what he's trying to do, and it drives me a little it, bit insane every time it shows up. But it's and cool. it's so and, and clearly there. So we have a little Grogu window, and I get it. It's cute. It's, it's a just... cool ship. I I love yeah, it. No, I, the I, ship I, is cool. No, yeah, no, I remember. love it. The ship is really cool. I I like the hot rod aspect. I sorry. I don't need to go into this rant today. <laughs> we will do he's this. Not rant. Always, there's multiple scenes where he's in, he's in uh, in the cockpit with Mando. So. Well, and also there's okay. a scene in which it's Let's... in which a droid replaced Grogu's area. There is that's that. true. I yeah. think it's the that is true. Yeah. Being a yeah. yeah. So. I, I... But, I see your frustration, Stephen, but I, I I think at this point you never know where it's gonna go, and you know, oh, know. they did blow up the Razor Crest. They could at some point blow this one up too. I'm excited for the season. Don't get me wrong. And I, a lot of the shots where we just got a bunch of Mandos running around. I like I think we saw the return of I don't remember his name. Something Vizsla. Was it Pax Vizsla? Paz, Paz, yeah, Paz Vizsla. Paz, yeah. Like the, that. the heavy Mando. I don't know if it's the same one because his, his armor looked a little bit different, but he's got the giant turret. Very excited about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. A plus. I mean, very happy. We're getting. We're going to Mandalore. You know, seeing like the ruins of Mandalore was so cool. Uh, Coruscant. We got like Pershing, Doctor Pershing's on Coruscant. 
Uh, so I think we're going to get some big scenes there as well as that that clip in the Jedi Temple, which I think is a flashback to Grogu's past. That has past. to be a flashback. I would assume it has so. has to be a flashback. Yeah, like, but, okay, so I'm going to throw this out there and then we got to keep moving, but how many times do we have to keep reliving the fall of the Jedi Temple? I, I get your point, and yet, you know, I think we, we've always wondered what, like, where did Grogu come from, right? And we, we get hints of that, that he, he was at the Jedi Temple, you know, and mm-hmm. we see very briefly, and... I think we'll get a much more complete picture of why who he who he is and what right. happens to him in this season. And, and I think, my... and I think, what they're trying to do—not to interrupt—but what they're trying to do is, if you remember back to the first season of Mando, where where they kind of showed how Din Djarin in the first episode was found by the Mandalorians, mm-hmm. it seems like in this case they're kind of mirroring that with Grogu, but yeah. it's getting to the point where it's like. Just do it in one season and not carry it out over, like, right now, what, two seasons, three seasons? Just do it and get it over with. I, yeah. So, That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you I guys know. sound so negative about it. So good. I'm, I'm it's not such a great... about this. I am so looking forward to this. I Look it. When can you actually see Mandalorians, not oh. in animation, but in live action, kicking butt and taking like names? Yeah, it's it's great. It's so good. Yeah. I am looking forward to this. I'm not and, and trying Mandalore, to be a Debbie he's, Downer. He's going to Mandalore. He's gonna, you know, we as we saw in the, you know, book of Boba Fett. He's pretty much no longer. He's no longer a Mandalore Mandalorian anymore. He's, yeah, it's so good. I just, I can't wait. This is gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be great, and I think we better get into the episode because I was gonna say one other thing, but I think we better save it for the actual season of Mandalorian. Yeah, well, and that's true. That's coming up soon, right? We're just what, a month and a half away at this point, March first. Yep. Um, we also did get a little bit of details about the third season as far as the directors go. Uh, the the directors this season include Rick Famuyiwa again, of course, returning, um, uh, and Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, and also Carl Weathers will be directing an episode again. Uh, and then the new directors this season are Rachel Morrison, Morrison Lee Isaac Chung, uh, Peter Ramsey, and, and Peter Ramsey. So we have what one, two, three, four, five, six directors. So there'll be a couple doing double duty. Um, of course, I'm, I'm just glad that Rick Famuyiwa and Bryce Dallas Howard and Carl Weathers are returning because so their episodes were just phenomenal. Notably absent... Do you guys notice one, two names that are well, one that are not that are not on this list? And Dave Filoni, well, John Favreau would yep. be my who I assume you're referring to. Exactly. Uh, now, Dave, who's to say that? I mean, I don't think John actually directed any of the episodes previously. He he he'd only wrote them. Um, but yeah, Dave is not on the list. I guess he's just busy working on Ahsoka. But he is, he is an executive producer still, so I wouldn't fear. He's still behind the scenes, I'm sure. Even if he's not I wouldn't directing. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out he did direct an episode. They just didn't release. I mean, you never know. No, no. I mean, that's, they, this straight from Lucasfilm, the, these are the directors for the eight-episode season. Oh. So, Okay. Yeah. It, it okay. wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Um, you know, at this point, I mean, I don't know about... Well, I guess if John Favreau hasn't directed really previously, that... Doesn't really mean anything yet. Yeah. And Dave may be deep working on other shows at this point. So I think mean, yeah. it's very possible. 
I mean, we'll I'm sure he's involved creatively in some way, but he may not be as he's not. He's definitely not directing. So anyway, I'm excited. Just a couple what, month and a half away, six weeks away or so. So I cannot wait. In the meantime, we have an episode of the Bad Batch to review. We've got uh, a, another episode uh, coming off of the the season premiere two weeks ago and the fantastic episode, The Solitary Clone, last week uh, with Crosshair. Tom, what are we talking about today? Well, tonight we're reviewing Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 4, titled Faster, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Matt McNivitz. Uh, this was going to be released January 18th, 2023. In this episode... Tech, Wrecker, and Omega help Sid win a race. So I like the episode because it gives us a bit more backstory to Sid. There's more focus on her. And this episode also more focused on just three of the clones, really. It's just Tech, Wrecker, and Omega. So it was more focused instead of being a whole team up this time. Yeah, this is this is one of those... It, it's kind of nice to get a little more, you know with some of these characters uh you know really get to learn more about sid i mean we even get her full name the, uh, now sitterin scaleback apparently is her full name um so you know from that from that standpoint it's it's nice and also to spend more time with you know uh, just a few of the batch uh but i wouldn't say it's my favorite episode overall but it's a it was an enjoyable one you know it was an enjoyable yeah. one it's, it's cool to see pod races yeah, this was like this in a way a stereotypical like somewhere between six and seven, I suspect. Like there is nothing mm-hmm. wrong with the episode. Very like enjoyable, yeah, worth watching. But you're probably not going to go back to it at any point. Yeah, maybe on a, a, a on a larger rewatch. But um, I mean, it, mm-hmm. look, I love. I'm I grew up. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a prequel kid, right? The Phantom Menace. I I just adore flaws and all, right? I I love it. And it's fun to see, you know, a, a pod race effectively again. Of course, they they call it a riot race, and they kind of, it's like a pod race on steroids with uh, lots of blaster fire and weapons where they're all completely allowed. But it, you know, it's cool to see. It's a it's a neat uh, change of pace. Mm. I, I guess in this one, cheating is actually allowed compared to pod racing, even though cheating did happen. It's kind of like a no rules, like race around the course three mm-hmm. times. And if you mm-hmm. manage to cross in first, congratulations, you're you're a winner. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so basically the batch go to help Sid try to win this race. And she's got this droid, Teo, uh, who is he's, he's played by Ben Schwartz. He's kind of this very cocky, self-confident droid in many ways it's an interesting character we haven't we haven't really seen a droid exactly like this before um we've seen other types of cocky droids but this is definitely the most cocky droid i think we've seen to date um it's always interesting how they can keep coming up with new droid personalities what did you guys think of of teo i was very glad when he got ran over for the second (laughs) that was hilarious (laughs) Probably the most satisfying part of the episode for me. No, uh, shame. Um, but yeah, he's kind he's of just gone. He's gone for the rest of the episode. Well, he's, he's, 
Yeah, but but it's actually it it ended up making a point which moved the story forward. Because if he wasn't going to be in the race, how are you going to get tech involved to basically get into the, the you knew at some point he was going to get in there, but the question was how was tech going to get into that mm-hmm. that that little race car? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. The crux of the episode is, you know, Sid has them come, uh, you know, Tech, uh, Wrecker, and why am I, Omega, like, come watch the race. Uh, You know, Teo is attempting to win the race for Sid. He loses. We get a bunch of sassy dialogue between Teo and Tech. And we kind of discover that, I mean, I guess we, I shouldn't say discover, like, it's not really a surprise, but Sid has some gambling debts of some kind, and all of her money's on the line, and it is time for it to come due. What so a let, surprise. Let's let's talk about this. Because in season one, this was a problem as well. There were many times where Sid kind of roped the batch into her problems. And yes, she's kind of helping them. She's giving them a, a place to hide out on Ord Mantell. But I don't know. Is, is, is she causing more trouble than she's worth at this point? I think in this one, yes. I mean, I do. I'd say yes, and there's also this interesting question of like, okay, Sid, so the batch have just cleared off one of a debt that seems to have been worth your life. Um, like that's kind of the implication throughout this episode that mm-hmm. like, uh, I th- I think they're done paying you back now. Mm-hmm. I and would she, think. I don't know. She doesn't. She doesn't seem she doesn't to care. And I yeah, I would be surprised if that were actually the case based on how these episodes have gone. But it's. <clears throat> I mean, we're only on season two of The Bad Batch, and we're like four episodes into the season. But I will say, I the trope of like the Batch gets a job from Sid and it goes wrong or it doesn't. They bring her back some money or they don't. Like, it's it's a kind of I don't want to say that it's a, a tiring trope at this point, but it's uh, oh, it's I, very I, formulaic. It's, I it's agree. a trope that you want to see as an end. You want to see it end at some point. It can't just keep going wanna, and going and going. Or progress. Like, honestly, yeah. if they put up, like, a big counter at the end of every episode, which is, like, the amount of money the batch owes, and it just goes down, I think that would help, honestly. Yeah, um, that part I agree with. But it's very much, like, and like I said at the beginning, like, this is very much, like, episode of the week. Right. Sid gets into trouble. Mm-hmm. She calls on the batch. The batch come in. They save the day and succeed and then they all go home and tune in next week for this story again yep. <laughs> effectively and, and to to your point i think a lot of it a lot of the the, the pro- it's a fine formula many shows do it right a story yep. of the week it's it's yep. just fine nothing wrong with it uh, and even you know shows we uh we absolutely adore like the clone wars and rebels had those moments as well um that said I do think that the um, I do think that it's it's getting a little uh, a little tired. I kind of I kind of would love to see the show break out of that that formula and try to do something mm-hmm. new. And a lot of that formula's problem is Sid, right? It's the fact that as great of a she can be an entertaining character, but she's she's the one who's kind of handing out those missions of the week. Uh, so it's not even like mm-hmm. the batch are just stumbling across some some mission. It's just really okay. Here, Sid gives you a mission, and if you're doing a favor for her, she's probably gonna betray you. So, or or not betray you, but like you're gonna get in trouble, and she's, you know, not she's the one. Yeah. She's the one causing the trouble. Right. I guess is is the way I meant to say yeah. it. Uh, and right. I actually, I actually disagree with you slightly, William. I don't 
I don't think this is like any other show that has, you know, episode or, you know, monster of the week, whatever it might be. A lot of the way those shows tend to work is the heroes are on a journey and then mm-hmm. they stumble across the problem. And that gives you room to uh, Mandalorian actually does this like season one, especially I feel like did this decently well. You know, it's OK, I need to stop and get some fuel. So I stop and get some fuel and oh, I've been roped into a heist or right. oh, I need to hide out because I'm being chased by some TIE fighters or whatever at the beginning. This, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'm thinking of in Mandalorian in this case, but um, I think part of the challenge is the formula for this show doesn't have that flexibility because mm-hmm. every story of the week starts with Sid. It's in Sid's, right. you know, right. her, her gambling, dining hall, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the equivalent of playing a game where you like go to the bounty board and just pick up a quest. Yeah. Um, exactly. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. There you go. But it, it makes it even more filler than normal because you're, you're starting and ending at the same point. Like there, there's but, no variation in how you start the episode of the week. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I completely agree. I think you said it very well. And other TV shows do do this. You think of like a lot of, I don't know, sitcoms, right? Or police procedurals, whatever, right? They are always, a lot of times they will stop and end. Well, they're just like, here's like just a random story, right? And, th- and, th- and that's fine. That's great. Um, but I think, yeah, the fact that they're stopping and ending always at Sid's, you know, uh, Sid's place, that just kind of, I think it makes it a little more obvious. And so I, I hope they break out of that format eventually they do imply i i i really liked about this episode the fact that they strongly imply that sid may not be trustworthy um mm-hmm. even her arch nemesis malegi right he well first he, he earlier in the episode he warned sid hey sooner or later these people you're hanging out with might get to know the real you and she's she denies that um, but it's a little bit interesting. And then later on, um, much, much later near the end of the episode, he, at once Sid leaves the room and they, you know, they release Sid, he gives them a warning and says that basically he was impressed. They didn't walk away from her when they could have. And that loyalty does not go both ways until it warns them to watch their backs. So, I like that piece at least. And I, mm. I hope we get more in that storyline. That's interesting. I wonder if we will. I did not read it that way. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, really? maybe it was just, how did you read it? I, I read it more of, he was trying to scare them or, you know, Sid has a, a mm. bad past, but she's turned over a new leaf and it's all going to be fine now. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we get more of Sid's backstory and her, you know, dark dealings, but I, I mean, maybe maybe this is my lens of, you know, it's uh, it's not a Cartoon Network show anymore, but, you know, like um, mm-hmm. that style of show, however you want that's to describe. Um, but yeah, I that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, but weren't weren't they in season one kind of warned before the same thing? Watch your back. They now were. it's come back again. Yeah. yeah. And now it's come back again to where, you know, they are put in a position to basically bail her out. And this time somebody from let's say that side of the tracks who actually knows Sid does give them the warning again to watch your back. I mean, if you hear it a third time, then, then it's a serious thing. I mean, I, I hope you guys are both right. Cause I think it would add some much needed shakeup to the formula. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if we have a Sid is bad episode, that's very much going to help avoid this kind of episode of the week 
Yeah. You know, starting I think it'll down, help pay yeah. off eventually. And it may free the show to try new formulas and new things that maybe aren't mm-hmm. quite allow them to still do the stories of the week occasionally that aren't maybe quite so constraining. It's For just sure. a great I, I really like your insight, Stephen, about how they the problem is not the episode of the week, it's the fact they end up in the same place. And so it feels like they don't make any progress. Yeah, right. and that they start yeah. in the same place in the exact same way every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and in this case, you know, Teo's race goes poorly. He gets destroyed. Tech rebuilds him. He gets destroyed again. And then, it, like, not a surprise because it's they've been alluding to it the entire episode up until this point. But Tech is now in the race. He's going to, you know, race for Teo. He's going to rescue Sid. And the rest of the episode is, uh, you know, a riot race or a pod race, however you want to describe it. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'll say I found it a little bit. Like, well, like you, William, I love the pod race from episode one um, and played a ton of, you know, the episode one racer, yeah. you know, N64 game. I found the race kind of boring. It was missing some oomph. And I don't know if it was an editing thing or where the, I don't, I don't know where the struggle mm-hmm. was. But it, it lacked a little bit of tension to it, maybe, is the way that I would phrase it. I guess it, it was pretty easy in that, you know, tech starts out behind um, and quickly. I did like how they use tech's ability a lot for him to kind of analyze the race and figure out the best path. Yeah. And he, he kind mm-hmm. of figures out two things. One, if I drop my weapons, controversial choice, but if I get rid of my weapons, I can go faster. And then two, uh, it, I mean, you know, he can take the abandoned pathway uh the the what the Nellis Express to Lotho Minor or whatever they called it uh that has this giant gap in the middle but he believes he can jump the gap because he has less weight he is going faster and since it's a shorter tunnel he can save time and it works and that's about it like that that's you know at the very end he comes close to getting taken out but um it, it you kind of always felt like he was going to win i think yep. is well, the problem so there wasn't a lot yeah. of stakes um, but you know, but it was still visually interesting. It, it was fun, and the the other pod racers, I have to say, were I keep calling them pod racers, but they're right racers, right? We're are really cool. We've got a couple aliens with Bosco, the Mad Bomber, Bricks, Steel Claw, Kane, Vicious Vid, Centauri, and then a bunch of really cool looking droids. We had the red painted assassin droid with probably the best name we've ever seen, Haxon, the War Gnome Tragenix. It's <laughs> a great name. Uh, quick draw Quasar, the purple battle droid with a protocol, uh, protocol droid body. Um, the uh, the trickster flash Raktor, another protocol droid, uh, with almost similar colors, uh, or pink and blue, and then Hyper Rod and his seven deuce blaster. Yeah, another protocol droid. So, protocol droids apparently are very good pod racers. <laughs> Maybe C3PO um, misses calling. Will- I'll agree. <laughs> I, I felt like the droids and the unique, or sorry, the racers and the unique designs were probably the highlight. I I wish that it extended to their race mm-hmm. pods. You hardly ever see them. The rest, of the yeah. Um, I had a lot of trouble figuring out who was who as well, mm-hmm. which is a little unfortunate, but probably not a surprise given I'm assuming the you know budget for making a bunch of different pod races is probably a little challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it the episode goes the way you expect. Tech goes through the race, all of the things that they paid off throughout the episode show up again, like, oh no, don't go down the left tunnel. Um, or Tech saying, you know, that the weapons make things too heavy. And Tech does all those things and then he wins. Ta-da. 
Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward episode. It was entertaining. Um, I guess not my favorite episode of all time, but you know, it was a fun, uh, it was a fun tale. And I, I think you, I think you mentioned it earlier. It's an episode to where you probably wouldn't go back and watch again. It was fun. The I mean, first if you're doing time. a full re- season re- yeah. rewatch, but it's not one of those things. Like, oh my gosh, this was that amazing. Part I, I can't wait right. to rewatch this one. You know, yeah, it, right. It is. I mean, I, I feel like I say this a lot about, especially anime shows, but like it is the ideal filler episode in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't advance the plot much. We got to spend a little bit more time with our characters, see them do some cool things. The, you know, it's enjoyable to watch for the, you know, half an hour that it takes. And if you ask me what this episode was a month from now, I'm probably not going to remember either. <laughs> and that's Agreed. okay. You know? Yeah. Doesn't hurt to have, to have episodes like that. Really doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah. absolutely reasonable. Yep. Well, in that case, uh, Stephen, who would you rate the episode? I think. Oh man, I feel like I came across much harder on this episode than I really intended. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. I, th- I think I think we get I, it. Uh, I'll say I, it's probably a. I'm splitting between like six and six and a half. I'm just gonna give it a six point two five, and so I feel better about it. Um. But I'll, yeah, six point two five Womp Rats. The the quarter Womp Rat, you know, they're all racers. They were busy. They were on the kind of warm up act for the riot race that we watched. Um, and you know, he one of them had an accident that he doesn't. You're not really comfortable speaking about yet, you know. So you can give him some privacy, William. It would be much preferred. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hey. I feel like I've said everything on this episode. Like it's fine. It's enjoyable. I didn't regret watching it. Uh, I was not going to come back and watch it again. Yeah. A decidedly average episode with an average score. Yeah. What about you, William? I, I, I agree. You know, it was a, it was entertaining to watch. Um, I love pod races. And so it's kind of cool to see. I, I even like the the visual design, the fact that the, the barriers are like popping up and, and, you know, closing and kind of going back down again um, to kind of create some more randomization and uh, difficult obstacles to avoid on the track. So it's, it's cool. Um, in the scheme of things, you know, it was a, it was a nice opportunity to spend more time with with tech specifically, even though you know Wrecker is in the episode as well, and and, and Omega, and Sid. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think I'll give it like six Womp Rats out of out of ten. Very enjoyable, um, you know, a perfectly serviceable episode, and uh, you know my my uh, six Womp Rats are going to be eating Nerf nuggets because that's what tech had to transport at the beginning of the episode and Nerf Nuggets just sound fun. Tom. Wow. Okay. Well, I think uh, I'm going to agree with you, William. I'm giving the episode a six. It, you know what? It was enjoyable to watch and I agree with you to go back and watch the season from beginning to end. I would watch it that way, but it is one of those episodes in which I would actually go back to watch. Um, It was enjoyable. Some stuff was really good to look at. Um, So I'm just going to give it six. My six Womp Rats, they were actually in that tunnel and they kind of guided Tech to the right spot with the little flashing lights to sit there and make sure he hit the ramp at the right spot. He, so he was able to actually get over that trench so he could win. But they're still stuck in the tunnel. So, you know, yeah. that's it. I mean, maybe they like living in the tunnel, Tom. It's dark. Maybe. You know? And up until maybe. Tech came through, no one used the tunnel. So True. True. And he probably could have, when he did that jump, lost a couple of Nerf nuggets, so they had some food. <laughs> there you go. See, it all worked out. Yeah. Everyone was happy. Absolutely. Oh. Yep. Well. 
yeah, this, this, was, a, this was a fun one. I, it, not the highlight uh, that, that last week's uh, episode with Crosshair was, but you know, I'm, the Bad Batch has a lot more exciting episodes to follow through this season. So stay tuned. This is just the beginning. Uh, next week, we'll be back with our review of season two, episode five, Entombed. What will that mean? Come back and find out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.